Welcome to the Financial Planning for Canadian Business Owners podcast. You will hear about industry insights with award-winning financial planner and entrepreneur, Jason Pereira. Through the interviews with different experts with their stories and advice, you will learn how you can navigate the challenges of being an entrepreneur, plan for success, and make the most of your business and life. And now, your host, Jason Pereira. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me. Today on the show, I have Shane Slater, Corporate Currency Specialist for Firm FX. I brought Shane on the show to talk about foreign exchange and how it impacts business owners and how you can do better than just taking what the bank or your credit card will give you and how that can materially change your margins sometimes, depending on how bad a rate you were paying before. And with that, here's my interview with Shane. Shane, thanks for taking the time today. Hey, pleasure to be here. Excellent. So Shane Slater of Firmax, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Always a lovely opportunity to kind of speak to a, a bigger mass who, who kind of unaware of uh, myself and my organization, the kind of services we offer. Uh, basically, I'm a corporate currency specialist, which means we help out uh, SMEs who get exposed to international business and FX uh, dealings in the regular day-to-day business. So uh, basically, companies that have revenues in various currencies, US dollars, euros, pounds, Australian dollars, or have expenses, perhaps in China, spending US dollars, RMB, euros, pounds, that kind of stuff. We basically help them not just process uh, the currency exchange, but also help them with international wires, incoming, and of course, outgoing as well, reducing the margins that the big banks are typically known for, and also providing services and advising when the rates may go in their favor. And then when there's an opportune time to, to do an exchange is basically a nutshell what we do for our uh, clients. Excellent. So there's a bunch to unpack there. So I brought you on the show to talk about how exchange rates have an impact on a business and how basically the costs of exchange of making foreign exchange work and how basically going to someone like yourself can not only help with the immediate needs, but also longer term ones. Uh, but before we move forward, I want to dispel one myth. Um, and this is one uh, I still can't believe exists, but it does. And I got in this argument on Twitter the other day. Yeah. So basically, when you convert one Canadian dollar to 80 cents American or whatever currency we're talking about, that does not mean you lost money. Getting less of one currency in exchange for a full unit of another is not a loss. That is just the exchange rate. What matters is a principle called purchasing power parity. And what that means is, is that if you can buy for $1 Canadian, the same basket of goods that you can buy for 80 cents American, that means that that 80 cent exchange rate is a fair exchange rate because it, what really matters is what your money can buy. So as long as the exchange rate reflects the difference in prices, you're golden. This is best encapsulated by something known as the Big Mac index, which compares the Big Mac price across the world. Now, it's not a perfect index, but it's a good little proxy for people to understand this principle. But oftentimes I hear people say that, oh, I'm going to the States, I'm going to lose X amount of dollars because I got to convert. That's not how it works. Now, it's not without cost. And this is where I'm going to go back to you, Shane. So talk to me about the costs associated to the consumer or the business owner when making a currency exchange. Absolutely. Well, if you example, I think referring to is it's basically something that you'll see on a Bank of Canada posted rate is a mid-market rate, uh, whereas the banks and an FX broker like myself, of course, have to make some sort of margin because we're an operational business as well from the buy and the sell rate, similar to a stock or any other um, item. So the banks typically charge in you, if you'll see sometimes there'll be a, a margin between the buy and the sell of about 7, 7%, which is quite extreme. Sorry, extreme. 7%. There are very few things in life that we pay 7% transaction fees on in this industry. I mean, like, you know, I think about how much people lose their mind over five percent on real estate, seven percent on current on foreign exchange. Okay, so please continue. That was my yeah. Just to clarify, though, it's seven percent from the buy and the sell. So they're making three and a half 
three and a half percent on each each direction Fair to enough. be clear. But yeah. but but still, to do a simple transaction as an currency exchange, which isn't labor intensive, uh, there's no material cost to it. It is quite excessive. Whereas you know a broker like yourself, you can get well under one percent depending on your volume and a better ease and convenience type situation. So you know if you're losing three and a half percent on exchange rate, that can be quite substantial based off your volumes. The exchange rate is what it is, but if you're losing three and a half percent on hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, that eats away at your profit and my profit that should be going in your pocket to reinvest in your business. Absolutely. And I've sent uh, some like clients to you in the past, so there's your endorsement. And, and it's typically around cases where I've had clients who were moving between countries. They were either moving between countries and taking the proceeds of a home sale and converting them, or some who are compensated in uh, stock in US dollars. And you know those, you know, for some large tech companies, those resulted in some very large windfalls, right? So don't get me wrong, if we're talking about converting 50 bucks, calling you is not worth it. If we're talking about converting small, take the bank, there's some also some online challenger bank options like Wise that they will convert. But we start talking about large sums, and I'll let you tell me where the line is for you, essentially. And we start talking about 1% starting to equal a material amount of money, you're going to want that kind of service and that kind of like white glove guidance through this and, and for a better rate. So talk to me about when we're talking about a single transaction, where does it start to make sense for people to come to someone like you versus just accept the three and a half either direction spread? So yeah, so that, that's a great question, Jason. Uh, it, it's kind of, I'd say it varies, but on the minimum end, I'd say about $10,000 per transaction is a point where you're going to start saving about two to $300 per transaction using a broker like myself, a firm FX that is, versus kind of the big banks. Also, where the services may be very inconvenient for a, for an SME where they may have to actually, believe it or not, walk into the bank, yep. speak, speak to the teller, waste 30 minutes of their day instead of spending their time doing the regular business items. So, you know, $10,000, I say, is, is around the point where it makes sense for them to save money. Not to say that we won't do transactional sizes smaller than that, because we're happy to help SMEs and help them grow, right? If we're able to save them not just money, but time, they can then put that time back into their business uh, to doing what they do best and help them grow in, in a multitude of ways. It's, uh, so we're talking, so that when we get to the five-figure mark, we're starting to look at some material reasonable money. Uh, I mean, $200 to go through to not just accept the normal bank rate quickly, uh, you know, it's not a bad trade-off. So, and of course, the, number, the bigger the number gets, the bigger the, the, bigger the, the savings. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So basically, that's the simple stuff. Now, you mentioned you mentioned something about organizing international wire transfers. So talk to me about the challenge for business owners there and how you help with that. Well, I mean, I think the biggest challenge is the time delay that you'll have for an international wire and even domestic wires as well, believe it or not. How long can it take the banks to process something so simple as a wire, international and domestic? Sometimes, especially, so outgoing wires aren't usually too bad, 48 to 70 hours for the bank. We process it depending on the time zone, same day, or if not the next business day. Again, Australia, Europe, it's hard to kind of do the same day because banking hours do change for per time zone. But incoming wires, sometimes, besides the this, the abnormal, the, the fees that the, the banks, the absurd fees the banks can charge for just receiving a wire, I've seen hundreds of dollars to receive a wire, is, is wow. the time frame. It can take you know 48 to a week, 48 hours to a week to receive funds. Whereas we have uh, positioned internationally bank accounts so that we can receive funds same day, no incoming wire fees, um, nothing like that. They'll get hit by. So we're going to help you sweep the process. So you're not, not just going to save money on the exchange rate, but you're going to get the funds about 48 hours to a week faster uh, than using your, your big bank. And uh, of course, we're highly accessible. Pick up the phone and call me. There's no waits. Send me, send me an email like, like yourself, Jason. We're very, as, I, as you've emailed before, we reply back very quickly. The services is our, our utmost um, value for clients. 
All right. So basically, um, you can help facilitate with that. And of course, you do better than the, than the individual rates. But let's talk about bigger business issues, right? So there's the one-off transactions, which will happen. But one of the things that I, reasons I brought you on was specifically to talk about the concept of, of currency hedging. So this is a process. Hedging is basically a process where you eliminate risk. So what is the risk business owners face? Well, let's say I enter, I'm a Canadian-based company with my expenses in Canada, and I enter into a long-term contract or a couple-year contract to deliver uh, stuff to the U.S., and my revenues in U.S. dollars. Well, that's great. You know, looks that's fine. I got a good business uh, opportunity there. But now I am exposed to the risk of the fluctuations in currency between Canadian and U.S. dollar. If that goes against me, my revenues actually technically drop, and vice versa. You know, if I am basically buying U.S. goods in order to sell in Canada, so that is a that is a business risk. So talk to me about what can be done to mitigate that risk. First of all, I love the way you phrase that risk, you know, using hedging strategy to eliminate risk. And I think some people have this myth again that hedging, some businesses consider that gambling, but it's actually the exact opposite. It is to. The word literally means to to, to prevent risk. (laughs) So I'll have the conversation, and some people say, you know, I don't want to gamble. The rates uh, I like to do on spot. And, you know, and that's okay if that's the person's idea. But the general concept is, is, you know, you're exposing yourself to to sometimes millions of dollars throughout, you know, a year, two years, three years on an FX rate. Your budget this FX rate for your currency exchange. If it moves outside of a couple cents, again, we do recommend putting some sort of buffer in for yourself because there's some fluctuation. But if you're like, the rates, for example, have moved in the last two weeks, they've moved 4.5% in the side of the US dollars versus CAD. The euros have lost 10 cents in the last two months. If you're not like mitigating, mitigating for this risk, you can literally lose all your profits based on FX fluctuation. And so the idea with the hedge is that, you know, you have a forecasted rate, you have a time frame of when you plan to settle these uh, these forward contracts or hedging. You can take as many drawdowns as you'd like. We typically sell them as open contracts, meaning you can draw down at any time as many times as you like. There are closed forwards, but those typically aren't the most beneficial and they're not as flexible. So it's, it's a product we do offer, but not necessarily a good fit. And so in combination with that, uh, the idea is to guarantee your price point for at least some of your foreign exchange so that you you have a peace of mind of knowing exactly what you're going to pay or exactly what you're going to receive, which allows you to, again, calculate your, your expenses. It allows you to have peace of mind and not worry about the rates moving four cents in a week. And how does that impact your, your business? Because these things are, are, these are things we, unfortunately, cannot control and can be sometimes extremely hard to predict. Bank forecasts change every month dramatically, as you can see, look at some reports. Well, and especially if you're a tight margin business, right? I always, you know, we always pick on grocery as an example, right? Like, you know, 2% margins in the end, you know, 2% margin, a slight currency move could wipe out all profitability, right? And absolutely. Of course, you can adjust prices at, at, at time of sale, but at least in that business, but some businesses, you know, you've locked in to deliver at a certain point and it, it contractually. So, so that can be highly, highly <laughs> dangerous. So talk to me about how the conversation starts with businesses who have these types of contracts. How do you, you know, how do you assess their need? How do you basically work with them to figure out how much they should be hedging? You know, what is it you're, and then how, what kind of strategies do you put in place in order to hedge that risk? Yeah, great, great question. And I can just quickly rewind. I love the point you put about the, the cost of goods and kind of changing that. But also keep in mind when you do that, that could, could potentially put a strain on your relationship with that client. So that's another reason why, yes, you can do it. But at a certain point, you know, are we potentially going to lose future business because, because we didn't hedge in advance and now they're, we're raising prices on them? They may not like that. I'll just start off there. But yeah, so hedging strategies, I would say, change depending on every single client. And again, important things are, like you mentioned before, what are your price mar- what are your 
potential, what are your actual margins? If you're a tight margin business, I would highly recommend hedging a good portion of your effects because you are going to live or die by the FX rate moving up or down. And uh, you know, it doesn't feel good to, to lose money when you're doing a great job, but the rates move against you. On a higher margin companies, you know, maybe a little less FX, maybe doing 50% and doing a cost per average strategy as rates go in or uh, in their favor or against them. So in cost per average, doing in chunks, uh, rates that they're happy with and make sense in their books and are budgeted correctly. So that you know, if the rates do go up, the rates do go down, it does happen, but at least you've budgeted accordingly and you're doing cost per average to kind of smooth it out. So there's no extreme volatility in those situations. Well, of course, length of contract matters too. Is it, is it 90 day terms of when you expect to get paid or is it gonna be a year out? If it's a year out, you should probably be hedging a good portion of that effects because as we see, the US dollar, CAD and other currencies as well can move so much within a one-year period where, you know, back in, you know, you run back to 2010 when the U.S. dollar CAD was par. If you're a, a company that sold U.S. dollars and you were budgeting at 120 and then now you're getting at par, you just lost 20% of profit. That's a problem. Yes. So I'd love to, you know, I, I recommend having a, a conversation. There's no guideline exactly of do this, do this, do this. It's what are your needs? What are your expectations? How much do you want to do? What's the time frame? What happens if the rates go against you? How does that impact your business type of situation? And as somebody like myself can go with that conversation with you and kind of see what the pain points are and see what's best for you at the end of the day. And effectively, they enter into a contract with your, well, you're the broker, they enter a contract where they will exchange X number of dollars in US dollars for X number of Canadian dollars or vice versa at a set rate so that there's no ambiguity. Absolutely. Now, I mean, there's other ways of hedging. They're natural. I refer to natural hedging as just basically, you know, if you have dollars, if you have US dollar expenses and US dollar income, hey, you know, if you know what those are, right? If you have a million dollars in income and $750,000 in expenses, and you only need to convert back to 250,000 to Canadian dollars, then hey, that's, you don't have to hedge the full million. You hedge, you hedge that part, the stuff that you're, you're basically the profit piece that's exposed to that currency risk. But in general, this sort of thing is frankly, sadly, not discussed enough. And anyone, I guess, unless you get a lot of experience in the, uh, in the FX market in your business, basically seeing how wildly your costs can shift or your revenues can shift. It's not something that's top of mind. So talk to me about when the deals get big enough that it makes sense to enter into these transactions. Are we talking like the $10,000 mark again, or should we be looking at something substantially larger? So if you're talking about Ford contracts, I would recommend it becoming more appealing to you when you're talking about six figures. Minimum, you know, $100,000 is typically the smallest amount we'll do on a Ford contract because that's, mm -hmm. you know, on $10,000, okay, you, you lose 500 bucks on a Ford is not the end of the world. $100,000, you can lose thousands. On $10 million, you can lose hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially exposing yourself type of situation. So it can get quite dramatic quite quickly. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, you talk about natural hedge, and of course, that's really important. Going back to the, the bank's high, high margins. You know, you, if you're hedging, if you're doing natural hedge, but you're not calculating correctly and you're calculating to buy and sell on both sides of the markets, that's a seven cent swing on, you know, on hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's just money that's going to the banks for unnecessarily. And again, that's one of the questions where I would ask and a broker myself would ask you, how much U.S. receivables do you have? How much U.S. outgoing do you have? How much do we have to actually exchange it and hedge that type of situation? So we're not over exchanging unnecessarily. The thing is, too, is that for a lot of people hearing this, they may think this is overly complicated. People not in, and people not accustomed to finance and derivatives classes, which, by the way, the derivatives course is one of the highest failure rates that there is. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you don't have to be able to calculate all this stuff. I mean, in principle, these contracts are very straightforward for people. It's hey, I know what price I'm getting. Full stop. I can either take that or not take that. End of story. But once you enter into the contract, it's a legal obligation that you have to deliver on, right? So it's definitely something that can be used to eliminate a lot of risk. And anyone who's been in business long enough to have seen 
Canadian dollar go from 60 cents to a buck 20, was it a buck 10 or buck 20 right yep. back down to like 70, 80. Like it's funny. I like to refer to Canada as the slow moving Bitcoin. <laughs> you, know, you know, when people complain about the volatility of Bitcoin, I'm like, have you seen our currency? It, it, it may take longer, but I don't think we're known necessarily for stability. Uh, that said, it does, you know, going back to the principle of, of do you lose money, purchasing power parity. Hey, there are periods where we're not there, you know, 60 cents, we were not there. You know, a dollar ten, we were not there. When we're, you know, looking at that number does change over time. But when we're somewhere around the eighty cent mark, we're pretty damn close. So you're not really losing anything. So yeah, there are times where it's expensive. There are times where it's cheap. But in general, it's not just about how much you get in return. It's about how much you get in return compared to the basket. So Shane, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to explain this concept to people. Hopefully, um, anyone who's listening who uh, can use your services will reach out because frankly, it's just two things. A, if you're not a business owner, if you're an advisor or whoever it is, it is, and you have clients entering to a large foreign currency transactions, this this is a great value add because, hey, you said basically a spread difference there of almost 2.5%. Like that is a massive savings on large amounts. And then if you're a business owner, this is, uh, yeah, this is something that basically can save save your profitability altogether. Any parting words of wisdom on this? Yeah. I mean, just kind of, we were trained, I guess, from uh, early age to use your banks for all your banking needs. And some of your self-financial advisor who clearly is so specialized and cares about their clients. We're kind of the same, the same model. You think outside the bank. There are much better options of people who actually care about you. They're not making billions of dollars off your back. And uh, have the call. Look what the options are. It's not just about the rates. Yes, we're going to save you money. Also, services. You know, again, going above and beyond, giving that personal touch to make sure that your needs are being met. Fees, wire fees. Why pay fifty dollars at the bank for a wire fee when you don't have to? When you have a company like myself who can use domestic and international wire fees for for nominal fees or even free. Uh, well, you know why they charge those. So this is a funny thing to interject. So those systems initially start, those systems are old and clunky, right? So they re- require labor hours now. So they charge fees for those. But the problem is, is that while they automated away a lot of those inefficiencies, they still charge those fees because they become a major profit center. Whereas companies like yours who recognize that, hey, this is not super complicated. We can do this pretty affordably. You're not trying to maintain these ridiculously fat margins off of that. Absolutely correct. Yes, that that, that nails it in the head. That they've, they've done a good job of making it efficient, but that doesn't mean they're going to make it any cheaper for the consumer. So, Well, we're not a competitive market in this country. We all know that. <laughs> Although some people argue with me on Twitter that it's okay that way. I'm just, I don't get it. Why not have one bank? I don't understand why we need five. So Shane, where can people find you? Well, so my, again, my company's firm or foreign exchange, my email address, uh, hopefully maybe put a link there, but it'd be shane.slater, that's S-H-A-N-E dot Slater, S-L-A-T-E-R at firmafx.com. That's F-I-R-M-A. FX.com. Or if you want to ever give me a call, the office number is 416-363-1583. And just ask for Shane. Thank you, Shane. Very much appreciated. It was an awesome, uh, awesome conversation, Jason, and have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you for listening yet again to Financial Planning for Canadian Business Owners. I know the release schedule of these episodes has not been as consistent as my other podcasts, but that's because it's harder to find good topics here. So if you are a listener who has a business-specific topic that you would like to hear about, please let me know. I can always find someone to bring in the show to have an in-depth conversation on. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals, business owners, and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca. You can even ask Surrey, Alexa, or Google Home to subscribe for you. 